I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions, hello, my dove. Hello, dear. Happy Max Fun Drive. Happy MFD. Happy MFD. Well, MFD to me still is like that compressed wood that we- That's we... MDF. Oh, you're right. Happy Max Drive Fun, everybody. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, so- before we get started, we're doing another Somalia episode, which we're very we excited about. Mm-hmm. But first, we're going to tell you about Max Fun Drive. What Max Fun Drive is, is two weeks out of every year, we come to you and say, hey, maybe consider becoming a supporter of Max Fun and uh, by extension of Schmanners. And you go to MaximumFun.org forward slash join, and you see if there is a monthly support level that works for you. It starts as low as $5 a month. And when you do, it asks you which shows you listen to. And part of your support goes to Max Fun so that they can support the shows you love. But the majority of it goes to the shows you love. It's split between them, whichever Max Fun shows you listen to. Uh, and it helps us do this. It helps us do it as a job and to make it a priority and to try to improve it and make it a focus and all that stuff. And we couldn't do that without your support. We'll tell you more about the reward levels and all that stuff. But right now, if it sounds good to you, whether it's becoming a new supporter or upgrading the support you already give, please consider going to MaximumFun.org slash join. Now, Teresa. Join us. Leave your fields to flower. Oh, bringing that pimpin' heat. Yeah, babe. <laughs> Keep going. Now, Come and spend an hour or two. I'm sorry. Doodly do. I was alto, so I don't think I know the melody. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> now, we did a sommelier episode already. No, we did. So what is this? Well, okay. We mentioned in part one, part uh, uh-huh. since sommelier is French, we mentioned that there are lots of different beverages that one can become a connoisseur of, right? yeah. And we focused mostly on wine, but I did mention that you could really do it for anything that there were multiple varietals of, right? Um, So, like, if you don't want to you know, spend $30,000 or want to cry over Maps of France for three years. Yeah. You could enjoy, like, a masterful knowledge of something else, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to go through four different beverages, two today and two next week. Okay. I um, can't wait. I'm excited. I don't know about any other beverages. You don't? I know. Well, water is water, water on the list? Water is not on our list today. I, I It's very biblical for me. It's water and wine. It's all I've got. <laughs> Two options, baby. Right. Hydration and, and party. So, and, or it, sad crying. Sad crying. <laughs> um, so we're going to do two non-alcoholic and two alcoholic. Okay. Today, so this week, non-alcoholic. Non-alcoholic this week. And okay. next week, alcoholic. Okay. What are we doing this week? We are doing coffee and tea. I've had both of those. You have. And we have done a little bit of like a how-to tea Right. How to, uh, how, uh, HTT. How, how to tea. <laughs> I 
as long as we're using acronyms, right? HTT. HTT. But this is going to be, be, you know, a little a little more about... Um, the the connoisseurness of the it. The connoisseurness. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, like, we are going to be using the word sommelier, right? Because... It has come to denote someone who has a, a mastering of whatever beverage, right? Although for beer, most people nowadays would say brewmaster. Yeah, but see, when I hear brewmaster, I think of somebody who makes it. Okay. You know, like, I think sommelier is good because it's more, to me, denotes a difference between, like, if you said wine expert, mm-hmm. right, versus sommelier. A wine expert might know a lot about wine. Right. A sommelier feels like they know about the specifics of like they know more about the specifics of it. Right. OK. That's the difference to me. Now, listen, I'm talking out of my butt here. <laughs> I'm trying to justify it, but I just know that in my gut. I, th- I think for me, it's a little different where a wine expert maybe is about the wine and a sommelier is about the pairing and the experience mm, around yeah. it. I think that a that's- wine guide. Yeah, maybe that's the yeah. difference between a brewmaster and a beer sommelier. Like a like a wine doula. <laughs> oh boy, we are we are really mincing terms today. Um, okay, so coffee. You drink it. I, I drink love it. it. Yeah, I made you drink. You it. I ma- got you into it. I did not start drinking coffee until I had my first child. Yeah, and I couldn't stand it because you'd be like, "Oh, I don't," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> but then, how do you feel in the morning? <laughs> And I started I started out half coffee, half hot chocolate. Yeah. Called mocha. Called, sort of. Sort of. I mean, the, a poor man's mocha, I yeah. suppose. Is drip, a foca. Is drip coffee in a hot chocolate packet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so, like, I remember um, going to Justin's house, Justin said, and explaining to him that I don't really drink coffee because up until then I had more, mostly relied on sugar mm-hmm. for my ups, right? Didn't yeah. need that caffeine. Sugar is sugar. my anti-drug. <laughs> um, and he was like, that's, I really envy you because I really wish that I could go back to that day where I actually felt something drinking coffee yeah. instead of the continual maintenance that now I require. <laughs> that is exactly it. That is exactly it. Where coffee is no longer, now it's, if I don't drink coffee, I'm in the red. You know what I mean? And it's not like, whoa, I feel, uh. but now it also is true because this is a thing that I know, which is coffee uh, often, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but has a different effect on people uh, whose like neurochemical stuff is whatever with ADHD. Okay. Where instead of being that like, oh, I'm super awake, it's more of that like, I'm able to focus more. I'm able to like feel more in control of my energy instead of feeling dispersed everywhere. So I've never had coffee to wake up in the morning. I have coffee because it's just like, okay, this is, now I'm in it. You know what I mean? Like I'm... Uh, this is part of the experience for me. You once had a turn of phrase about it being like a magic potion. Yes, I often feel that way about, I I bemoan the fact that there are few things in life like there are in like a Zelda game, for example, where it's like, I'm going to drink this, and it's like, whoa, my health bar refilled, my magic's back. <laughs> and like, coffee was that for me for a while, when I was like in my 20s. Yeah. And now it's like, if Zelda woke up, I'm like, I can't, or I guess it'd be Link, don't at me. But it's like- <laughs> Either one of them. Frankly, they're all drinking magic potions. <laughs> but if they woke up and they're like, wait, I can't slay Ganon until I drink. So let me hold <laughs> okay, what was it? Wait, don't talk to me until I've had my magic potion. 
And now uh, there have been days where the only hydration in my life has been a cup of coffee, which is terrible. Don't do that. Um, but it is mostly water. So it's not, don't at okay. me. Don't at me. Oh, my God. It's But it's another ADHD thing where it's just like I routinely have going a coffee and a water and sometimes some kind of third beverage. You're a beverage shopping. something. Well, I don't. I have it. You can't say that when you said I don't drink water. I'm saying I have everything going. I have everything going. It's all. It's listen, listen, I'm back on that water train. That okay. was it was a, a very specific time in in raising children where it was just a, a dry time, <laughs> a dry time, a very dried out time. Um, OK, so there are. Right. Coffee sommeliers, which are also sometimes called coffee connoisseurs, um, and they often call themselves coffee snobs. Yeah. Right. Um, and they have a, a, a very intense uh, kind of like learning experience. Right. In the same way as people would with like a wine sommelier. Right? Sure. Um, and so here's here's a few things that you should know. Even if you aren't a coffee connoisseur, it comes from beans. It does come from beans. Uh, you should guinea bean. No. Oh, you should so guinea bean in water. It'll make coffee. <laughs> you should learn about the beans, the roast, the popular drinks, and the brewing methods. I mean, in many ways, beans are a magical fruit. Is what I've heard. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, what happens to you? Uh, you can grind them up and uh, <laughs> force hot water through them. Okay, so four main types of beans, right? Uh, Big, small. <laughs> are you going to let me get through any of this? I don't know. Um, uh, Arabica. Yeah. Right? A softer, sweeter taste because they are the least acidic. Okay, I'm trying to think coffee of, beans. if I can think of any other ones, and I simply cannot. They grow in high elevations with lots of rain, like Brazil or rain rainforests. Sure, yeah. Robusta. Uh-huh. Uh, as the name implies. Bold. Yes, they are strong and robust. Uh, they have a reputation for tasting a little burnt, yeah. which some people enjoy. Not me. I drink my coffee black. I do. I was actually having this conversation with Alice today where my coffee's too sweet. I'm like, well, this not, must not be working. This isn't it. No, if it doesn't hurt, it's not working. <laughs> um, oftentimes they are blended with um, Arabica beans because of this. So robusto. Exactly, because of this bitterness. Um, and they grow mostly in Africa and Indonesia. Um, and then there's Liberica ba beans. Liberica beans. Liberica yeah. beans. Uncut toms. <laughs> Liberica beans. Um, and they are relatively rare and have a, a bitter, again, but slightly woodsy flavor. Ooh. They aren't very popular in the U.S. or Europe, but in the Philippines, Indonesia, and Malaysia, they are extremely popular. Okay. I've never had them before. I have The other, the other two I recognize. The only kind of coffee I drink is the kind that you buy, so I haven't had yeah, them either. It's Arabica. Most of the stuff you get is Arabica, yeah. Um, and then Excelsa beans. They are even rarer. I was going to say, yeah. And have a tart but fruity flavor <gasps> profile. I want it. Wait, are those the ones the monkeys eat no. and poop out and you make it out of the monkey poop? No. No, that's, that is a thing. That's a thing. I think they're, aren't they lemurs? lemurs? Maybe? I don't know. Hey, but isn't lemur basically a monkey? Don't at me. No. <laughs> 
no. Um, I feel like I don't use that enough. <laughs> I'm not like on Twitter anymore. I feel like I should just say more things that I know are erroneous, but say it like bold. You know what I mean? They grow in Southeast Asia and I, like I said, are rare. So knowing about them will make you look very fancy. I want, a, I want an Excelsabine. You'll look like a fancy boy. Yeah. You know what else makes you look like a fancy boy? What is it? Being a Max Fun supporter. You know why? Well, so first of all, let's start here. At $5 a month, which is like a cup of coffee, I guess. I don't know. I make my coffee at home. Because here's the thing. Can I tell you a thing about when I order coffee? How do I order my coffee? I know it's black, but what else do I ask for? I don't know. I ask for a little bit of ice so I can drink it right away. And you know what they call that? Child's temperature. (laughs) I had this problem on the Joko cruise where I had to order coffee for myself. Yeah. Instead of just making it from my little like coffee bar that we have here at home. And I don't know what the words are. She says coffee bar and she means like a big container of like chocolate flavoring that she puts in there. (laughs) And oak milk. There's nothing fancy about this chocolate bar. It's got like three pumpers. There's like pump of chocolate, pump of hazelnut, pump of vanilla, oat milk, oat milk, oat milk. (laughs) Two scoops of ice. Yeah, it's like that's it. But when I order my thing, I'm like, a little bit of ice, so I can drink it right away. And then I go, oh, child's temperature. And I'm like, okay. Mm. All right, you didn't. Anyways, anyway. <laughs> $5 a month, you get access to over 500 hours of bonus content across all Max Fun shows, across every Max Fun drive we've ever done. This year, the Schmanners bonus episode is we talk to the meme librarian about the history of memes, um, the impact that's had on culture, all that stuff. It's not only was it a really fun episode, incredibly fascinating to me. Also, because it really clued me in how little you know about memes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really interesting. Me and the meme librarian were like, oh, and this one, and this one, and Teresa's like, I like puppies. I like the ones with like puppy faces, and it says like, <laughs> yeah, hang in there, bud, or whatever. Some people surf the web. Other people just kind of float. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. That's, that's a good way of putting it. Um, $10 a month, you're going to get access to over the 500 hours of bonus content. You're also going to get your choice of one of 37 stickers from uh, across all Max Fun shows. The Schmeaners one is super cute. Very cute. It is uh, a deer and a dove saying, hello, dear, uh, and hello, my dove. And those stickers, they're incredible because uh, they will stick over and over again, but like aren't so sticky that they'll like damage whatever you're sticking them to. Mm-hmm. Oh, super duper recommend. Perfect laptop stickers. Perfect laptop stickers. Indeed. And then there's a bunch of other ones. Um, there's, you know, b- kits and cookbooks, all kinds of stuff. But what really matters is that you're supporting the shows that you care about. Uh, literally, Schmanners wouldn't exist. None of our shows would exist, really, without your support. It's allowed us to make this our focus. Uh, we've got two kids now, um, but we know that it is important to make sure these shows go out every week. And we've committed to it. It's allowed us to hire our researcher, Alex, who wouldn't be able to pay without your support. Um, our editor, Rachel, wouldn't be able to pay without your support. And it, this is our job, you know? And this is the time of year where we ask our boss for a raise. And you're our <laughs> boss. Huh? You ever thought about that? I haven't thought about it that way. Yeah, but it works. Um, so, yeah, you get rewards. And, yeah, it's amazing. But mostly, uh, this is our chance to come to you and say, hey, please consider supporting our show. Or if you're already a supporter, maybe this is the year you're like, you know what? Um, my circumstances have improved. Or I listen to even more Max Fun shows. I'm ready to upgrade my support level. We appreciate that, too. Um, it's a fun time of year. It's our chance to say thank you. So thank you for new supporters. Thank you to upgrading supporters and people who already support us. Thank you very much. Uh, one more time. That's MaximumFun.org slash join. I say one more time. We're going to talk about it again. Again. Yeah. Yeah. But MaximumFun.org slash join. If you're considering doing it, please do it now before you forget. Okay. Now back 
to coffee. Back to coffee. Now, here's something that I really do think that you will be able to explain. Okay. What kinds of roasts are there? For, okay, for so I know that beans. there's like light or blonde. Okay. Right? And then there's medium, there's dark, and there's espresso? Are those, is espresso one of them? No, no. Oh. Uh, so you were very close. So there is uh, light roast, which is sometimes called blonde. It has the highest caffeine content and yeah. also the highest acidity. Yes. The, so highest caffeine, the longer you roast a bean, the more it like cracks and splits and the stuff that's in it evaporates out because you're roasting it, right? So a light roast doesn't have as much time to like dry out. So the natural caffeine is in it. And people would think like, oh, a light roast. It's more caffeinated, bud. Yeah. yeah. And then there's medium, which has a pretty like medium level. Yeah. Then there's medium dark, right? Which is where it starts to get kind of like heavy and full and spicy sometimes, people sure. say. Um, and then there's the dark roast, right? So there's like the, the two sides of medium. And then light and dark. Yeah, just like the force. Just like the the force. light and dark. There's yeah, no, but there's no is there's no medium force. There should be though. They don't talk about that enough. Where's the people who are like, I can use it. <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah, I use it to help people, but sometimes it's like I don't want to pay taxes. You don't have to pay taxes. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh great. Uh, okay, so after that comes the drinks, right? Um, and so coffee experts recommend that you learn how to make and identify if you want to be a connoisseur, mm. uh, the following. Espresso, which is an entirely different thing, right? An espresso actually has a fairly low... So the caffeine content of an espresso roasted bean, right, is so dark, mm-hmm. right, that it's actually lost a lot of it, but it's also concentrated. Right. So that's why, actually, when I, if I'm, like, doing... When we're doing live shows and I order a drink, it's usually a red eye, which is a shot of espresso in coffee. Right. So I'm getting that. That long caffeine and that upfront punch of caffeine because I got to be funny for the people and daddy needs this caffeine. And within those espresso drinks, we have Americano, cappuccino, macchiato, latte, mocha, things like that, right? And then coffee drinks, cafe au lait, affogato. Uh, affogato Irish- is like basically coffee and ice cream. Yep. That's that's what I like. Yeah. Um, Irish coffee, ristretto, flat white, red eye, again, cordado, okay. longo. The, you know, these are all the different types, right? If you're traveling abroad, by the way, uh, away from America, I mean, uh, Americano is more uh, mostly what you'll find. And it's basically a shot of espresso plus water. Yeah. Um, Cappuccino is different. Basically, when we're talking about, uh, I was a barista for a little bit. I was okay at it. I was better at that than I was as a bartender. It was a combination coffee and bar at night. They were doing too much. Too much. Too much. But basically with coffee, uh, coffee drinks, espresso drinks, uh, it is what is the combination of milk, coffee, and steamed milk, right? And what, like, what is the combination of those things, basically? Yeah. Um, You know, and there's uh, tutorials all over YouTube for those. So if you uh, want to branch out into different coffee drinks, YouTube is a great place to find that stuff. Um, and then, okay, so brewing methods again. So each each technique has their different pro and con, right? So there's the pour over. There's the press. You have you have a, a French press that I we've used I do. occasionally. 
Um, not anymore. Not with kids. It's it's. There's a difference between fast and like the artistry <laughs> of the pull over, the French fry, versus like I need the if I could get in an IV, that <laughs> just would be. press the button. The uh, vacuum or siphon. Uh, there's percolator. There's cold brew, which mm-hmm. you have made. I really like the. Got to plan ahead. Got to plan ahead on a cold brew though. You're making that before you need it. Yes. Not when you need it. As the name might imply, it takes a while. <laughs> but cold brew for me is the easiest to drink. Um, well, I, sure, but it doesn't hurt, so it's not real. Like, no, that's it. That's it. You, can, you don't feel coffee it. Coffee isn't something you do for fun. Yes. It's something you need. And, of course, the espresso method. All right. That's a lot, right? But it's not a requirement that you know every single one of these things, okay? Um, Will Frith, who is a coffee generalist, he's a buyer, roaster, and founder and product director of Building Coffee, told USA Today, the rabbit hole of coffee geekery can get really deep, but he has a couple of great tips. Make sure that your coffee is fresh. Oh, yeah. Right? A well-roasted coffee from a good roasting company that is less than one month out from its roast date. That's another thing. You want to make sure that you have uh, airtight containers mm-hmm. for it as well. If you can, if you uh, care enough, let me put it that way. You don't have to. But getting a grinder and uh, whole bean coffee right. can make a world of difference as far as the freshness of the taste. Mm-hmm. Um, so That's store- what Frith recommends, yeah. grinding it. And when in doubt, medium grind is usually good for everything. Yeah. Um, and keep it in an air container when you're not using it because it can lose a lot of flavor to the mm-hmm. air. Mm-hmm. So uh, use you know good water. Uh, filtered water is often preferred by, like he said, coffee snobs Mm -hmm. um, instead of tap water. Also, there is a a train of thought that includes blooming the coffee. Uh, You can't really do this in like a machine, right? But you could do it for a pour over or French press or mm, I don't think you could for a percolator. Anyway, Dan McLaughlin, who owns the Cleveland-based Golden Triangle Coffee, recommends blooming it. So what you do is you run a little hot water from the machine onto the grounds, stop the machine, and then resume brooming 30 seconds later. Brewing. Brewing. (laughs) 30 seconds later, he says, starting it again, you open up the microscopic pores of the coffee and allow more water to flow freely between them. It increases the total dissolved solid rate and allows for a stronger cup. Thinking about it like you take a hot, steamy shower before you exfoliate. Can I jump back to the filtered water versus the Oh, thing? sure. Because here's the thing. For me, it ain't about the taste. It's about the machine. Of like, especially if you have hard water, if you have a water that has a lot of like, uh, you know, min- calcium, whatever in it, mm-hmm. and running through this machine over and over again, you can get like yeah. calcium buildup and everything. That is why I think using filtered water is better. It has nothing to do with like, oh, the change. From the- but you should also clean your machine regularly. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. Pay yeah. attention to that. Pay attention to we that. We had a machine that no matter how many times I ran the cleaning cycle, and it was like, I don't know, man, clean it again. And I was like, machine? Oh, the- I think something's wrong. <laughs> I, I, ju- I just cleaned it three times with everything. And it's like, oh, yeah. man, I still feel dirty. It kept blinking the clean light. I don't know. I don't know what that means for us. Um, okay. So, coffee was a lot, right? But just like we were talking about with wines, you know, you don't have to know everything to know what you like, right? And it's, Can I give a spicy opinion? Oh, sure. And this is very much thrown at me. If Uh-oh. you care about this thing, 
I think that when it comes to, we talk about like notes and like the flavors okay. and stuff, I think it's more real in coffee than wine. Really? Well, because I think there's a lot more of a scent. Like you don't have okay. to get deep in there to smell coffee. You can smell it. Somebody opens a bag of Folgers and you're like, it's one real from the dead. I'm, I'm, dead. <laughs> I'm ready for my dancer side or whatever. And it's like, I think- That's that, an old commercial. It is, really man. old. Uh, but I think that there's a difference just in like the sin. Because frankly, my thing is like coffee to me, always tastes the same, no matter how it sells. Oh, really? Uh, you'll get those flavored coffee, and you're like, oh, this smells like a blueberry muffin. And then I taste, and I'm like, that's coffee. <laughs> <laughs> we just got a one, there's a place here, Coffee Emporium, that I really like in Cincinnati, and they like you can buy the whole beans from them. And we got one, it's a flavored coffee called Mackinac Island Fudge. And the thing I like most about it, because I don't normally like flavored coffee, because I think it ends up tasting weird, smelling great, tasting weird. The Mackinac Island Fudge smells so good. Mackinac. Mackinac? Yeah. Sure. T smells so good. Tastes exactly like coffee. And I'm like, oh, perfect. They'll have a weird taste to it, but it smells great. Mm -hmm. it smells so good. It does smell and good. It tastes like and, coffee. And then I put chocolate sauce in it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> okay. Um, and then the other beverage that we're going to talk about, uh, again, this is a little more briefly because we have a whole episode on tea. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to talk about tea. You know, tea, once again, the variety of it is ridiculous. What's mm -hmm. that place in town? Churchill's. There's a place yeah. that I'll never forget. We went there and there was like a tea that was like, uh, I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was like for kids or whatever. It was bubblegum tea. And in, oh, and in the tea was pearls. like bubblegum like balls. And I was like, guys, come on. But it was like we bought it for like dye and BB because it was like completely caffeine free and like use this for a thing. But I was like, you just put <laughs> bubblegum in it. Yeah. It's not flavored like bubblegum, it contains bubblegum. Bubble um, so here are a few tips about tea from Elmwood Inn Fine Teas owners Bruce and Shelley Richardson. Okay. Uh, they recommend that you, once you find a tea that you like, learn about the growing history of the region, right? Um, a lot of the tea in the U.S. comes from Argentina. Um, because, fun fact, most of the tea in Argentina is harvested with a mechanical harvester mm. that produces the lighter leaf that American Americans use in iced tea. Oh, okay. Um, you know, so this is like the, you know, the supermarket tea, right? Lipton or whatever. Sure. That is how most people in the U.S. consume their tea. Okay. Um, although the margins are changing. It, oh? was, it was it was a a long time coming, I think. What's your favorite kind of tea? Oh man. Oh, I didn't know it was such a tough I think that um I like an Earl Grey, but I mm. always put sugar and milk in it. Okay. Um but if I'm not gonna do sugar and milk, I like like a sleepy time chamomile type mm. tea, which isn't really tea. I like a gunpowder green, high caffeine. But like that smooth green kind of flavor. Now, don't get me wrong. I like black tea, right? I enjoy mm -hmm. it. Oh, especially, oh, I get me, uh, what was the one? There was like a dark spiced chai that I really enjoy. But there's something about that gunpowder green that is, I like it. I just bumped the, I bumped the microphone with my nose because I was so in the moment. Um, like I said, but uh, if it comes from the tea plant and all types of tea come from the plant, 
uh, that, that's what makes it tea. If it doesn't come from the specific plant, then it's not tea. Yeah, we talked about that in our tea episode. It was like when the leaves are harvested, right? That determines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And how much they are uh, left to dry and whether or not they're, quote, bruised, right? Yeah. If you're nice, like if you say nice things to them <laughs> while they're growing or if you kind of ignore them. So white tea, green tea, um, and then... Blue tea. No. Purple. Oolong tea. Oh. And then black tea, right, have to do – so white tea is the earliest harvest and the, the least processed. And then you can go all the way down to the later harvest with the um, the black leaves. And, and that's like, oh, I forgot dry. you were here. <laughs> oh, my God. How long has this been here? It's turned black. Let's brew it. Uh, they are – and the reason that they are darker, they are black, because they are oxidized for about four hours before they're also dried. Mm. Um, and it is. Uh, it's also said that these are the the tea leaves that you kind of bruise or like like slap into life. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> before Wake up! before you process it, yeah, uh, getting this hot water. What? Huh? Yeah, it's it is described as a similar process to cutting into an apple. When the apple is peeled or sliced, what happens to the apple after it's left out in the air? is where it turns brown, and that's the same process with tea. Gotta slap it. Did you know, sidebar, they have engineered these, quote, Arctic brands of apple that don't turn brown. I don't know how I feel about that. As a parent, I love it. I love it as a parent. As, like, someone who the children demand a whole apple, they they call it. Well, then eat a ring around the middle, like a reverse Saturn, if you will. They'll eat a <laughs> ring out of the middle. So it's just like, look at the apple, right? And then just around the middle part, the widest part of the apple, just a uh, chomp, 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 And chum, then chum. it turns brown and they don't want it anymore. Yeah. And then I have to cut the brown parts off and pretend that it's a new apple for them. Is it, are we one step closer to like, and also the apple will do your laundry for you? <laughs> Which now, in retrospect, I said that. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. So. It's a real apple phone. Uh-huh. Sorry. If I had said that faster, well, you, you might have laughed. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe if it was before the laundry stuff. I know. But sometimes you got to take a couple runs at a joke to find <laughs> the right one. So black teas in general are punchier and have more like differing and indulgent flavor notes. Things like smoky, spicy, nutty. Chocolate. Metallic, sweet. Right? Yeah. Um, all that kind of stuff. Um, so... For your own reference, listeners, if you are in the USA or in Europe, you have probably had black tea before, right? Yeah. Uh, and like I said, this is what we use for iced tea in America, but this is where you get Earl Grey's and English breakfasts and Irish breakfasts and Darjeeling's and Lady Grey and, and, yeah. and, you know, all the kind of stuff. Um, so if you've had a cup of tea, like a commercially served cup of tea in the U.S. or Europe, it's probably black tea. Yeah, unless you specifically said like green tea, it's probably black tea. Right. Um, and again, chamomile, mint tea, sleepy thyme, all that stuff, lemon tea, hibiscus, not teas. Technically, infusions. Hmm. Yeah. I really like the ones, the flowers that you oh, get. Yeah. And like, uh, I feel like the prettiest... Is when you get it at like a like a sushi restaurant. And they have and the like beautiful glass, like yeah, glass pot. teacup uh, teapot, and it's like the flower that blooms. So pretty. Yeah, you know, I was like that in theory. Uh, our daughters, <laughs> um, once again, much like an apple, they're like, yeah, do it, and then they're, you pour it, and they're like, this doesn't taste this like sugar. This isn't. And you're right. like, man, yeah, most tea doesn't, and they're like, I actually just want lemonade. And I'm like, yeah, I bet you do. 
Um, basically, as far as tea goes, the important part is how hot the water is and how long you leave it in the yeah. water. Um, the steep. The steep, indeed. So with um, white tea and green tea, don't even have the water boiling, yeah. right? And just a couple minutes will do it. Um, with the oolong tea, it's a it's the middle child, right? Um, and so what it's, are you telling? Like One sixty? Yeah, a, a just under two hundred Fahrenheit. Oh, um, and then only for probably like three or four minutes. And you can always just boil the water and then put in a few ice cubes, and sure. that'll be just about right. Black tea should be brewed in boiling water and steeped for. Uh, at least three minutes, but never more than five. Yeah. And herbal teas, you can't really mess up, right? These infusions, they need to have boiling water, and the longer, actually, the stronger. Yeah, but because they're not cat, like, it won't get bitter in the same way. Like, right. If you brew black tea for too long, like, it will become undrinkable if you steep it too long, I mean. Whereas, like, a mint tea, just gets mintier. Right. Um, other than that, uh, if you want to begin your journey... As a tea sommelier, there's a few things that you should know. Um, don't eat it. Don't don't eat it. <laughs> uh, use the I, mean, I say that. I bet there are teas like where it's just like when you're done with it. I like you could put green tea in cookies, right? You can make yeah. like green tea cookies and stuff. Maybe you should eat it. You know what? I take it back. As a sommelier, eat your tea. <laughs> That's why. Like, take the letters from tea, rearrange them. What have you got? Eat. Yes. Right? So you know what that means. Eat your tea. Eat no, your okay. tea. All right. Uh, you should use leaves because tea bags, um, although convenient, right, are not going to give you the best experience because it's often like dust, right? Um, and I think that as, you know, I love sweet tea. I think that tea bags are fine for that because mostly what you're drinking is sugar. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Uh, our researcher, Alex, used to work in a tea shop mm -hmm. and she clued me in to basically like you can get like basically tea bags that are like open on top. And you can get loose leaf tea and then scoop it out, put it in the tea bag, and use then, it like a tea bag so you don't have to yeah. like brew a whole pot. Then you don't have to worry about it. And instead of using a tea ball or a small steeper, it's recommended that you have a larger steeping device. So if you actually, if you don't have that, but you do have a teapot and a sieve, that yeah. is like the oldest way of doing it, right? So you put the actual tea leaves in the teapot to steep and then you pour it through the sieve into your cup perfect that will be perfect so we'll be back next week with our alcoholic options to help you look extra cool next week we'll be doing wine tasting Ooh, right okay. and whiskey sampling oh i love that i like both of those things i like tasting wine and i like well, drinking with it's like a big sample because we already did some really great episodes on beer. That's true. Um, so we have an episode on lagers and an episode on ales. So. That is true. Now, I do want to say one last time before we let you go, we're doing the Max Fun Drive, folks. If you love our show and you're glad that it exists, might I recommend going to maximumfun.org forward slash join and see if there is a support level that works for you. It goes up to, I think, 200, but frankly, $5 a month. If everybody gave $5 a month, it would mean the world to us. And so if you haven't been a supporter yet, we've been going for a while now. We've been doing this show for many years. If you haven't become a supporter yet and you've always meant to, or you're like, you know what? I listen to every episode of Schmanners, or man, I've learned so much. 
Maybe this is the year to consider going to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. See if there's a level that works for you. Um, and tell your friends that you joined. Yeah, tell your friends that you joined. If you know somebody, maybe you've introduced people to the show, and you're like, hey, did you know Max Fun Drive is going on? Are you a supporter? Right, that would really help us out as well. Um, and frankly, thank you for listening. Thank you uh, for supporting. In whatever way you do support, it means the world to us no matter what. I joke every episode that we could do the show without you, but why? It's not true. We wouldn't do the show without you. Uh, we might be able to, but at, at a certain point, I think it would be a lot harder to justify doing the show <laughs> for free for no one. <laughs> if they were just like recording it and then immediately deleting the file, I think it would feel really weird. So thank you for your support. Maximumfund.org forward slash join. It's only for more or less two weeks but really it ends up being like 11 days or something so don't miss your chance to be part of it maximumfund.org slash join go now don't forget maximumfund.org slash join speaking of thank yous we want to say thank you to our researcher alex without whom we would not be able to make the show and without you we wouldn't be able to pay so thank you so much and we want to say thank you to our editor rachel uh we couldn't make the show without rachel and we couldn't have rachel without your support so thank you for that as well Teresa, thank you for another great episode and thank you travis uh, you're so welcome <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you for listening. And what else? Who else do we thank? Well, we always thank Brent Brentelfloss Black for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, go ahead and join that group today. Always thank you to you, our listeners, for your topic submissions. And I mean, we could put together another idiom show right now, but we're waiting on your idioms, listeners. Uh, so email us, schmannerscast at gmail.com. Say hi to Alex because she reads every one. Oh, I should also say, um, if you do become a supporter over at the Macquarie Family Instagram account, uh, we are trying to post there every day of Max Fun Drive. If you become a supporter, please go comment on one of those posts and say, hey, I'm, I became a supporter. I love Schmanners. I love Travis, or whatever. And so we can say thank you. Um, thank Absolutely. you so much. And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.